Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. If you are in the U.S., Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Last week on the podcast, I gave you permission to use shortcuts this Thanksgiving. Focus on what matters, what is going to make the Thanksgiving meal feel really special. Let go of the rest, delegate, make stuff ahead of time, and utilize shortcuts from the grocery store because you don't have to do it all. In today's episode, I want to give you the hacks to make sure everything turns out how you want it on Thanksgiving if you are the host. And if you're not the host and you are still planning on hosting some sort of a dinner party this upcoming season, this episode is also for you. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? Let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. If you want tips for exactly how to plan and execute a dinner party, including Thanksgiving, get the timing right, and be the hostess with the mostest without the stress, head to the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I have a bonus podcast episode there. It's only $7 a month. You'll also get access to weekly what to cook emails, member-exclusive recipes, exclusive discounts, and two other bonus podcast episodes, plus more to come every single month, and so much more. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris to join. All right, let's talk Thanksgiving cooking hacks. Here's what I am not going to tell you in today's episode. I'm not going to tell you to put anything but dishes in the dishwasher. If you've been on Pinterest, you know what I'm talking about. I will not tell you to cook your turkey legs and your turkey breast separately. Screw that, okay? I'm not going to have you do that. Unless you're buying the turkey legs and the turkey breast separately and cooking them that way, I'm not going to have you take apart your darn turkey. We're not doing that. If you want to do that, that's cool. You're going to need to find another resource for that. And I definitely recommend buying the legs and the breast separately. Taking apart a turkey 
is a lot of work. They're big. And I'm also not going to tell you to feel like everything needs to be perfect and homemade. See the last episode. Focus on what matters. It just needs to taste good and everyone just needs to be fed. So today I want to share with you 12 hacks, actually a lot more than that because I'm going to give you a whole bunch of hacks within hacks to make your Thanksgiving meal a little bit easier and to make sure it comes out the way that you want it to. Hack number one, let's talk about the turkey. Number one, make sure that you are taking your turkey out of the freezer in enough time if it's not fresh. Most turkeys you get from the grocery store are frozen, okay? If you're getting them ahead of time. If you're getting them right before, then it's probably fresh. But if it's frozen, you want to defrost it 24 hours for every five pounds of turkey. You heard that right. If you have a crowd and your turkey is 15 pounds, you need to take it out three days in advance and please defrost it in the fridge. Hack number two, use a dry brine. A brine is going to make such a big difference on the flavor of your turkey and how moist your turkey is throughout, but a wet brine is often hard to find space for in your refrigerator, which is where it needs to stay to be food safe. So if you're not a restaurant, it's hard to find space for a wet brine. So what you're going to do is three days before you want to cook your turkey, this means it needs to be defrosted first, you are going to patch your turkey dry. You're going to cover it in kosher salt. That's that heavy grain salt. You can also cover it in herbs if you want to as well, like sage and thyme, rosemary, oregano. All of these work great. Use a mixture of them. Then you're going to seal it in a plastic bag, okay, for the first two days. And then one day before, you're going to remove it from the plastic bag and leave it to dry out a little bit, this is going to give it the best ever crust. Hack number three, remove your turkey from your fridge an hour before you cook. This is a mistake I see a lot of people make. You want your turkey to start to come to room temperature before you start cooking it in your oven. It's going to take longer to cook if it goes from the fridge to the oven, okay, because it's going from cold to hot. It's going to need time just to come to room temperature. It's going to take longer to come to temperature. So remove it from the fridge an hour before you're cooking. Hack number four, use an herb butter and put that all over your turkey and all under your turkey, and all in your turkey. I want you to get all up in your turkey with herb butter. This is going to make such a big difference. So that means I want you to get under the skin. I want you to get over the skin. This is why your turkey needs to be nice and dry before you put any sort of butter on it, and not super cold, because if it's not dry and it's not cold, the butter is just going to fall off of it. So soften that butter, Pack it with a ton of fresh herbs. I like doing a mix of parsley, sage, and thyme. Mix that in with the salted butter all over that turkey and inside the cavity, unless you're putting a stuffing in there, which isn't my recommendation. I usually like doing the stuffing separate. I do apples and onions inside the turkey, but that's my preference. Herb butter all over. Hack number five, or this isn't a hack. This is something that I think we know, but sometimes we forget. Put a timer on to baste that bird, okay? You're going to baste that bird every 30 to 45 minutes. You're probably already in the kitchen already. 
So when you go to head, when you go to cook your bird, you know what? Let me share with you. This is how I cook my bird. Okay. When I cook my my bird, I preheat my oven to 450. So you get that heat way on up there. Turkey's already been out of the fridge for an hour prior to cooking. I season it. I put that herb butter all up and around that turkey. I put apples and onions inside the turkey. I put it on a roasting rack. I pop that turkey in the oven uncovered and reduce it immediately to 325. So it's 450. It's nice and hot oven. I put it uncovered for, um, I put it in the oven uncovered at 325. And then I let it cook for about two hours or so, basting it every 30 to 45 minutes. And then about halfway through cooking, so about an hour and a half to two hours in, I cover it in foil. I roast it for 13 to 15 minutes per pound total. So depending on how big the turkey is, I always check the turkey about halfway, three quarters of the way until I think it's done to make sure that it's actually heating at the rate I want it to. If it's not done, just pop it in for another 20 to 30 minutes and then check again. But you want to baste that turkey. It's it's real thing. It's going to keep it moist and it's not going to prevent it from getting that crispiness on the top. Having the oven nice and hot and cooking it uncovered and then covering it so the breast doesn't get overcooked is what's going to do that. Make sure you're basting that turkey. Another hack, okay, I think we're on number six, hack number six for the turkey. Use a thermometer and don't use the instant read thermometer that pops up off of the turkey. If you have one of those, that's cool. That's great. That's one indicator, but they are largely inaccurate. So you want to use a thermometer and you want to stick that thermometer into the thickest part of that turkey. I like to check in two spots, the thickest part of the breast and the thickest part of the thigh. You want to make sure you do not touch the bone because it's going to have a different temperature than the flesh. You want this to be 165, no less. Some people will say 175, 165 to 175, no less. And then you're going to rest before you carve your turkey. No less than 20 minutes. I rest for 30 minutes. So it will go up 5 to 10 degrees once you take it out of the oven within that time as well. So that was actually hack number six and hack number seven and hack number eight for my turkey or for your turkey is when you're carving your turkey, carve the legs and the wings first and then the breast, and then slice pieces off of the legs and the breast. Don't try and slice pieces off of the thigh or off of the breast while it's on the turkey. Basically, you're going to separate the pieces, and then you can put the big pieces that if you want to keep the wing together or cut it in half, whatever that might be, it's going to be easier to slice thin pieces of the breast off of the bird than it is on the bird. So now let's move on to talking about the mashed potatoes. Now that I just gave you like seven or eight hacks in one for the turkey, let's make some delicious mashed potatoes. And this is from someone who doesn't traditionally like mashed potatoes. And I also don't like mashing potatoes because it's annoying. So here are my recommendations. Hack number one, if you hate peeling potatoes, shock your potatoes. So what you're going to do is you are going to gather potatoes that are all about the same size. You're going to wash them, scrub them. You are going to boil them whole until they are soft, until a fork easily pierces through and shock them in ice water. This is the same thing you do to blanch asparagus and green beans and for hard cooked eggs. So there is a chance that they might still need to be cooked after 
you got to make sure they're cooked fully if you want to immediately mash them after. But what this will do is save you from peeling the potatoes. Once they're shocked and slightly cooled, the peels will slip right off. You can chop them up, drain them really well, and mash them from there or cook them, chop them up, cook them until they're ready to be mashed. Tip number two or hack number two, season your water for your potatoes, just like you season pasta water. This is a huge mistake that I see people make. It's just not seasoning the water. And the water is going to start to season those potatoes from the inside out. And they're going to taste so much better if you season the water. So season the water, drain them well. Then I also want you to add the garlic, if you're making garlic mashed potatoes, into the water while the potatoes are cooking. So put a few cloves of garlic in the water, typically about the same time as the potatoes or halfway through. If you do like a stronger flavor, this is going to cook the garlic lightly so it's not going to be as strong. It's also going to be really soft and easy to mash into the potatoes. This is going to give it a milder flavor. It's not as good as roasted garlic. That's my number one. But if you don't want to go through the effort of roasting garlic, this will give you a milder garlic flavor and then you can just mash it right along with the potatoes. Hack number four, remove all of the moisture from your potatoes before mashing them. Then you're going to be able to better add in those ingredients that are going to make your potatoes creamy. So make sure that you are drying out your potatoes. So you can dry out your potatoes on a sheet pan. So once your potatoes are all chopped up, you can add them. So whether you're cooking them chopped up or you cooked them from whole and you've sliced them afterwards, once they're fully cooked, you can dry them out on a sheet pan for about 10 minutes. Just leave them out until some of that moisture has evaporated. They're, they're going to get a little bit less hot. I have a hack for that though too. Um, and so then you can go ahead and mash them with cream and butter. This is going to make them super creamy and not watery. Tip number five or hack number five is add in any herbs you're going to add to your potatoes while they're hot. So while the potatoes are hot, not in the water, but while your potatoes are hot, add in the herbs, just like the garlic, this will give it a little bit more of a mild flavor so they don't taste all like thyme. They're just a little bit, um, they have a little bit of that herb flavor to them. So add them in when they're hot. So I'm not wanting you to leave your potatoes out for an hour to remove all the moisture, just, you know, 10 minutes or so. So they're still hot. Add in the herbs, the cream, the butter, those garlic pieces and mash those all together. They will be so good. All right, so we've got our turkey down and we have our mashed potatoes down. My next hack to make your Thanksgiving meal like none other. In last episode, I mentioned my dad's cranberry sauce. Now it is a family secret cranberry sauce, so I'm not gonna give you my dad's cranberry sauce recipe, but here my, here's what I'm gonna tell you. Cranberry sauce is so easy to make. Ditch that can. Up-level your cranberry sauce. You're going to need a bag of cranberries. You're going to need some sugar, white or brown or a mix. You're going to need some water and or cut with some orange juice. And you're going to need some seasonings. My recommendations, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice. See where I'm going? I want you to up-level your cranberry sauce. There's tons of recipes online. They're so simple. You can make it ahead and serve it cold or warm it up before you serve it. So that's something you can do the night before. 
That's what my dad always does. Uplevel your cranberry sauce. You're going to wow the crowd, okay? We're going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsor. The holidays are fast approaching, and tis the season to eat the most delicious food, and sometimes lots of it. When I'm feeling like my digestion's a little off, I'm feeling more bloated, maybe things aren't working the way I wish they did, if you know what I mean, I love to reach for Amazing Grass Greens Blend Detox and Digest, which helps to support digestion and gut health by combining nutritious greens with over 24 cleansing ingredients and actives in kiwi fruit to support good bacteria in the gut. With 1 billion CFU probiotics, it's a convenient way to help you feel amazing every day. And of course, like all of their greens blends, one scoop has seven nutritious greens and one to two servings of fruits and vegetables, which makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body every day, even with extra indulgences. Amazing Grass has 10 different greens blend flavors and functions, so if you're not interested in the detox and digest, they also have other functional blends like immunity and energy blends and great tasting flavors like sweetberry, lemon lime, watermelon, and even chocolate. Amazing Grass really is amazingly easy nutrition, and I'm so thankful to have it on hand all season long. For 25% off Amazing Grass Greens Blends, my favorite plant-based protein powder, and more, be sure to use my code HEALTHYMAMA by going to AmazingGrass.com. That's AmazingGrass.com, and use code HEALTHYMAMA, all caps, for 25% off the whole site, no minimum order requirement. The link will be in the show notes to shop. Now let's get back to the episode. Hack number four, freeze your gravy. You're not going to freeze your gravy for long, but if you're making a homemade gravy and you want to skim the fat off the top of your gravy, if you're using drippings, you're going to pop in the freezer for 10 minutes. That fat is going to come to the top and you can skim that right off. Super, super easy. I also saw someone on TikTok freeze a metal ladle in the freezer and put it on top of a pot of soup. So that's something you can try. I haven't tried it though. So this is not a this is not a hack that Chris has tried. This is a hack that Chris saw on TikTok that might work for you. If, you know, you want to skim off the fat from the gravy in the pot, you can go ahead and try that too. But what I do is freeze it for 10 minutes, skim off the top. The gravy's going to have some fat in it. It's one of the things that makes it delicious, but any of that extra you can do by just freezing it for about 10 minutes. Speaking of the freezer, hack number five is to freeze your rolled out pie crust. So if you are making your own pie crust or you are using the shortcut and buying a pie crust, you're going to have to roll it out unless you're buying one that's pre-shaped. So when you roll it out, put them in whatever pie pan you're using, pop it in the freezer for 20 minutes to like 40 minutes, 20 to 40 minutes, however long it takes you to make the fillings and then bake them. Do not thaw it first, okay? So pop it right into the freezer, put your fillings in, and then pop it in the oven. And this will let the gluten in the dough relax just a little bit so it won't shrink as much when you bake it. This is for single crust pies. Doesn't matter as much if you're putting a pie crust over the top. So we're just talking about those single crust pies. So freeze it first. Hack number six, another freezer hack. This is my favorite one because I'm not a huge baker, but I do like making biscuits. This also goes for pie crust. If you're making biscuits or pie crust, freeze your butter, okay, in a block and grate it with a box grater instead of it melting as you try and cut it in. So when you cut in your butter, your cold butter with 
a um, pastry cutter. <laughs> What's it called? A paste. It's been a long time since I did pastry. Well, a pastry cutter or your fingers, it tends to melt and you have big pieces, you have small pieces. It's so much more efficient to grate it. It's really fast and you can just kind of mix it in from there. Perfect. One of my favorite hacks. Hack number seven. Use your slow cooker or your cooler as a place to keep your food warm. You can line a cooler that obviously doesn't have any ice packs in it with foil, and that will keep your dishes warm. Your dishes warm. This isn't something you're going to use to keep things food safe, so I don't recommend you keep them in there for more than like an hour. But if you have guests coming and they're bringing sides and they don't have them in like one of those warming containers. I know my family has those little like snuggies for their casserole dishes. I don't know what they're called. I think they're by the Pyrex brand and you can put them in there and that'll keep things warm. If you don't have those, you can put everything into your cooler that'll hold more dishes and keep everything warm so that it's warm when it goes on the table. You can also use your slow cooker for this for mashed potatoes. It's a great way to use the slow cooker for that. Your gravy you can keep in the slow cooker as well, especially if you have a mini crock. That is a great way to keep things warm as well. Hack number eight is for the kids. If you're worried about your kids being underfoot while you are making the Thanksgiving meal, hopefully you have someone else there to help you out. If you don't or you're giving them another task, give your kids something fun to do that makes them feel involved. My mom is great at doing this. My mom is a former preschool teacher, so we often do Thanksgiving or in the past we've done Thanksgiving at her house, but I do the main meal. So she gives my kids something fun to do. They watch the parade. When the parade is over, usually they make the centerpiece or she's done it so that they can color on um, like sheets of paper on the table so they can kind of decorate the table. And she's also had them do place cards as well. If you have early writers, this takes them a little bit of time, helps them to practice their writing. And it's so adorable to see like the seven or eight year olds writing with with all the different place cards. So have them do something that feels like they're involved. Everyone's going to come in and be like, oh my goodness, look at this centerpiece. Look at these place cards. They'll feel good. They'll feel special. And they won't be underfoot. Hack number nine, throw your turkey carcass in the crock pot right away for broth later. As soon as you have carved that turkey, okay? Get all of the extra meat off of it, put it in containers after you've served it up. You might have to hack your carcass in half. If it's been in the oven long enough, it'll probably come apart quickly. You can freeze half of it and you can make two pots of broth with this if you want to. Freeze half of it, the other half, pop it right in your crock pot, carrot, celery, onion, herbs. You're going to have leftover herbs, whatever leftover herbs you have for Thanksgiving. I promise they'll be delicious in your turkey broth. Add in a whole bunch of garlic that's just been peeled, cover it with water. In the morning, you can strain your fresh turkey broth. You can make turkey soup. You can have soups all week long with your delicious turkey broth. So don't let that turkey carcass go. Hack number 10 is not a cooking hack, but this is something that we have done as a family for the last several years. And I just wanted to mention it here because I think it's a great hack for feeling less like ugh after a big Thanksgiving meal. We're not a, we like football in our family, but we're not a play football as a family after the Thanksgiving meal. It's one of those quote-unquote American things I've seen people on TV shows do for years and our family has never been like that. But what we have done over the last several years is go on a family walk or play a game in between dinner and dessert. 
So usually a couple of the family members stay back and do some of the cleanup, which is appreciated by the rest of us who go off on and do a walk or play a game. Sometimes we switch off, somebody does some cleanup, and then they come over and play the game with us. But just having a little break between dinner and dessert slash coffee time is a great way to just let ourselves digest a little bit, hang out, enjoy the day, and make it a little bit more than just the food. And food after food after food after food is a lot, right? Even though Thanksgiving is, you know, it's meant to be about gratitude and thankfulness and celebrating family and friends, which is wonderful. But we all know a lot of it's about the food too, right? So if we can take a little bit of that out of it, and yes, the food is great and wonderful, and I'm a chef and I I love serving people, it's nice to make it more than that as well. Hack number 11, this is one that I think my grandmother has been doing for decades. She's always done Christmas. My great aunt used to do Thanksgiving until she wasn't able to anymore. And then my mom's taken it over along with me. And my grandmother has been doing Christmas at her house for decades. And she always has my grandfather bring all of the tables and chairs. They have like 30 plus people over for Christmas every year. He has, she has him bring up all of the tables and chairs from the basement the day before and gets him his job is to set the table the night before so that everything is ready to go and all she has to focus on is the food on the day of. And I think this is such a fantastic idea because nobody wants to have to worry about setting the table while they're also trying to get a turkey cooked and mashed potatoes mashed and a pie done and all of these things. Now, I do recommend that you delegate, of course. You don't have to do everything yourself. This is what I talked about in the Shortcuts episode. But that's just one of those little things that can just make everything a little bit easier, especially if you're like, oh, well, my partner will do that for me. If you have kids, which most of us listening do, they're either going to be occupying the kids or there's going to be something else you're going to want them to help with. So give the space for them to manage the kids while you're doing the cooking or vice versa. If you're giving these tips to your partner and they're doing the cooking, whatever it might be, they're probably bigger fish to fry on Thanksgiving Day or whatever day you're doing a dinner party than getting the table set. So do that ahead of time. Sit picnic style on the floor in the living room the day before. It'll be fun. It'll be different to have whatever it is you're going to have the night before. And I recommend something easy, easy, easy shortcut or takeout that doesn't have leftovers the night before you're going to serve any sort of dinner party. That was not a hack that I had planned on mentioning, but it is a worthwhile bonus hack because you don't want to have leftovers in the fridge when you have a bunch of stuff already in there for whatever the main meal is. So bonus hack. And hack number 12. Hack number 12. Do what you can ahead. And hack number 12. I probably should have put this hack beforehand, But since you're probably not listening to this while you're prepping your Thanksgiving meal or your dinner party, you probably have some time to prepare for this ahead of time. Arrange your fridge and your counter according to dish. So the night before, you're going to have somebody else set the table or you set the table, but somebody else get the table set. (laughs) And then you're going to take out all your dry goods and you're going to put them on the counter and you're going to separate them by dish, okay? And if there are spices that go in multiple different dishes, you're going to put them in the one that 
is what you're going to prepare first. The bonus episode in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club has exactly how to plan out your day. So if you want to join us over there, or if you haven't listened to that one yet, that will help you to plan out your day. But you're going to divide your fridge up. You're going to put either, you're going to section off or use fridge bins, and you are going to put the ingredients for each dish together in the fridge. All the turkey stuff goes next to the turkey. Not right next to the turkey. Be food safe. But all that stuff goes near the turkey. All the stuff for the green bean casserole and the sweet potatoes and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing, whatever it is, all of those ingredients just go together. So when you need to go ahead and go in, you've got your recipe out, you just go and grab all your ingredients and you start cooking. It will make your life easier. I promise works for any dinner party. So that's what I have for you all. I met my goal of letting this be under 30 minutes, but giving you a ton of hacks for your Thanksgiving day. I hope you all have a beautiful Thanksgiving. I hope it feels less stressful and more relaxing and you get to spend time with family and friends and the people you love. If this is your first year hosting, good luck. You've got this. If you have any questions, come over to the Healthy Mama Cooking Club or shoot me a message over on Instagram. I'm happy to give you more of my tips, more of my hacks. If you have specific questions, I'm here for you. You're going to do great. This Thanksgiving is going to be awesome. I hope you enjoy it, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.